Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Porter, and this is the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast. Of course, it's a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by yours truly. So if you have been listening to past episodes, you know that we have been exploring topics under this year's conference theme, restructuring, restoring, and renewing. And of course, that happened on January 26th to 28th. Now, before we get into today's episode, I'm really excited to share with you that the Jamaica Stock Exchange has some giveaways for you. Yes, we are giving away JSE branded tokens, gift baskets, plus stock gift certificates valued at 5,000 Jamaican dollars. And here's how you can win. One, leave a rating and review of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you podcast on Apple Podcasts. And you can do it by screenshotting your review and share that on Instagram, tagging us at JamStockX. You'll be entered to win. And that's all you have to do. We'll pick a few winners on March 22nd. The deadline to enter, of course, is March 15 at noon. At noon EST. All right. So don't miss it. If you plan on entering, you should do it now before you get all busy and forget. So now that I got that out of the way, Today, I am speaking with Julian Mayer, and Julian is the chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Welcome, 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 Julian. Pleasure to be here, Enko. Awesome. So, so we are going to be talking today about the plans to grow the regional capital markets confidence, you know, development confidence. First, let's start off by getting to the basics. What really are capital markets? When we hear the term being banded about, what are we talking about? If we think of it in its most simple form, it's like any other market, right? So it's, it is a forum where buyers and sellers of debt or equity transact. So the capital markets, therefore, is kind of an amorphous space. So it, it will bring together buyers that are across the region, across the globe. It will bring together sellers across the region, across the globe. Debt capital markets would be the forum where most of our countries would have issued debt uh, in the international capital markets and would have investors from one end of the globe to the other. Uh, similarly, on the equity side, the universe is typically a little bit narrower than that uh, in that our issuers have typically been regional and our investors similarly so. But we are seeing a change. And we're seeing a change on the equity side, partially brought about by the advancement that has occurred in the region's platforms, the quality of the platforms and the ability for investors to participate online. And and of course, we've seen some of the interest coming from the notoriety that the exchange has gotten as, received from, as a result of its high ranking on the Bloomberg uh, performance. Right. Charts but before you past, get into right? that aspect of it, taking our listeners on a little journey. So we've, we've established the fact that, you know, the capital market is pretty much like a market. You know, it operates in that way. So now we know that there is, you're talking about debt and you're talking about equity. So those are all the things, again, that we need to consider when we're thinking about the market. Because, again, we're, we're trying to educate our audience, you know, who may not necessarily have any idea as to what we're talking about when we mention these terms. So debt and equity from the very basic, I know we're going really, really basic. I want you to kind of explain sure, what we're can, talking we can about. We can go a lot slow. It's yes. not a problem. In mm-hmm. first instance, debt. 
Well, everybody understands what that is. You know, if somebody takes a loan, it's no different than if a company takes a loan. Yeah, there are terms to those loans. The person who has borrowed, in this case, the issuer of debt, would have an obligation that they would be aware of and that the person who has lent the money would also be aware of. Those terms are documented in the form of notes or bonds. And the key to, to a market instrument called marketable security, which is how we, deter- we define it, is that the terms of those notes and the obligations are transferable. So I may have borrowed money from you, Henneke, and I've issued you a note. You would have, in the case of a marketable security, the ability to say, all right, I can sell this note to someone else and I can recover my money. If it is that you'd like to lend money to someone else, you'd have the ability to go and look for a market for the security, meaning my loan instrument, and you would be able to sell that instrument to another investor, recoup your funds and get a chance to go again. What this does bring a certain level of efficiency to your money. It also brings a certain level of access to different types of credits for other investors. So someone may not, an investor may not know me or have access to have provided funding to me. But because you are willing to sell that note in what we would term the secondary market, then someone else would have an opportunity to buy that instrument. So in this instance, you would have been the primary purchaser I would have been an initial offer of that would have been an initial offering of securities. And then when you sold it to someone else, that would have been a secondary offering or a secondary market transaction. Now, what price that happens at? You could have lent me a hundred dollars and the person says, man, I really want to lend you a money. So I'll buy that debt from you for a hundred and ten dollars. Or they could have said, well, I don't want to lend him any money at all. And they'll only pay you ninety dollars. In that case, what we have is a determination of the market value of security. Mm. This is very important in market transparency and development that uh, we essentially develop a credit curve where investors are saying, but this sort of a, an instrument to this sort of an issuer uh, with this sort of credit rating on these terms, I'm willing to pay X amount of money for it. And by doing that, it helps to develop the transparency and the liquidity in those instruments and therefore in that market. On the equity side, it's slightly different. So if we were to think of the most basic scenario, your local shop or your local corner store, something equity is really you becoming a partner in that company. So you becoming an investor in that company. You would have bought shares in it. If it thrives, you thrive. If it fails, you also would have that experience. And to the extent that it does well, it can pay dividends to you from the uh, profits it would be making. And as a partner, you would therefore would have the, the pleasure in that. It also would have the ability uh, potentially to go and expand and buy new, buy other corner stores and, and move forward. And if it has a deep enough pool of people like yourselves who believe in a corner store that, that you're familiar with and are willing to invest in the equity of it, you could support the growth of a young entrepreneur in a, in a very dynamic way. No, we, we, we say young entrepreneur and honestly, we do have a small market for junior companies and we do have other mechanisms that we help to, to utilize or, or are utilized by, by corporates to help them grow. But when we think of our listed companies in Jamaica, we're typically thinking about some of the larger companies on the island, but the principle still holds. When right. you buy a, you buy a piece of that company, you are exposed to the opportunity of being a partner of that company and you're exposed to the risks of being a partner of that company. And it's important for investors 
to look at companies that they're going to buy a piece of and get very comfortable with the fact that the business model that that company is practicing is one that they're aligned with, one that they're comfortable with, one that they believe in, and that the price they're paying for that share is one that they believe is a fair price. So again, these are where shares are traded over the stock exchange or the dinner market, and buyers and sellers will meet. And to the extent that they both find a price at which they can transact, then those will be the prices that will be reflected uh, uh, as to where transactions put across over the exchange. And for any new investor, that's very transparent. They can take a look on it. They can take a look on the performance of the company and they can get make themselves comfortable that this represents value to them. Excellent, Julian. You know, you're an awesome guest, right? Because you've gone into actually recapping pretty much our first episode, even while you're expounding on the, you know, some of the areas. Um, we spoke in episode one with the managing director herself, Marlene Street Forest of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And we went into a little of that. So you've expounded that. And you've also gone into talking a little bit about the secondary and primary markets. So now that we've laid the foundation and we've gotten all those out of the way, let's move into where are we now as a region as it relates to the capital markets? Where we are as a region is the region is a funny place, right? Yeah, uh, it depends on and and you know your historical perspective and cultural perspective. A region of you know Eastern Caribbean countries that that do have a strong intelligence to themselves and, and the region may be slightly narrower. But I'd say the, the category that I'd say most of us think about this is in the yeah, in Caricom, right? Caricom context. <laughs> yeah. So for 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 our audience, that's how we think about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think it is important and a disservice to, to your listeners for me to, to not mention the elephant in the room, which right. is English is the third most actively spoken language in the Caribbean. Mm. Yes. <laughs> That's a whole third. different discussion, right? <laughs> no, it's not. It's actually very, very key to this discussion, mm-hmm. which is that our markets are small. You know, if we add all of the English-speaking Caribbean countries together by population, you know, we're still coming up with a number that is inside the population of, say, our neighbors to the east in Dominican Republic as a Spanish-speaking country, which shares an island with a French-speaking country, which population would be almost do- would be double the English-speaking Caribbean in aggregate. So it's important to say this part because ultimately efficiencies of markets is going to be a lot, to a large extent, determined by depth of market. You need different people wanting to do different things and viewing the life, the world in a slightly different way from each other to result in, in, a, in an efficient and effective market where you have both buyers and sellers. If not, everybody's on the same side of a trade every time. So I, I, I mention that because it is key to the overall vision for what a regional capital market would look like that we view not only a market where any party can come and participate in Jamaica and Jamaica can participate in any of the rest of the Caribbean countries, but where we have regional issuers, regardless of language, that allow for investors across the region to participate and take different types of exposure because diversification ultimately is the first principle of risk management. So it's an important concept. It's an important uh, note to have. So where are we now? We at the moment are still operating to a large extent in silos. So if you look on the exchanges, they are not necessarily interlinked, but you do have cross-listed securities. Um, 
at last year's conference, not the one just gone, the one prior, I spoke about the fact that, you know, development occurs at the speed of capital and, and to the extent that the investors and issuers see value in utilizing the platform for different things, then, uh, then we end up with market development and we ha- end up with a regional expansion of our services. And what we've seen over the course of the last year is, is exactly that. So we have seen that issuers and investors have found value in the platform that the GSE has created, um, which can serve issuers across jurisdictions and investors across jurisdictions. So our regional push and our regional expansion thus far is in the creation of a transparent, efficient, first-class system for the registration, trust services, uh, custody, paying agency services related to issuances across jurisdictions. And that, of course, has appealed to many because it brings efficiency and liquidity to instruments that they would have to bring to the market. So we've been, we've been, we've been blessed with having had the foresight and the approvals, uh, internally to make the investment that the stock exchange has made in the NASDAQ system, which complements the services that we were previously offering now to one offer more efficient services across the region. And again, as I said, Annika, we are seeing issuers and investors across the region taking advantage of that. Right. Uh, only bills. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Julian, for that. And you've pretty much kind of gone into my, my, my final question that I would have wanted to ask you, which is really what are those plans to develop the, the market as a region? You mentioned a while ago, Julian, the uh, NASDAQ system. Just for clarity, um, again, for our listeners, when you, when you say the NASDAQ system, what are you talking about? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's our, um, it's a platform on which the Jamaica Stock Exchange now operates. We would have invested in this system a few years ago and would have gone live on it during the course of 2019, towards the end of 2019. That now represents our technological backbone for the stock exchange. It is an international system. I think most people have heard the word NASDAQ before. Right, absolutely. When it comes to the platform, so it's not that we listed in New York. That's not where we are, but the, the platform is an international one and is utilized by NASDAQ and developed by them and is utilized throughout the region um, in a number of the large markets close to us. This platform allows for our continued growth. So we are we are very excited about it. We are it was a real and true commitment of the exchange and we um and we are we are we're building on top of it. It's only a platform, right? So it doesn't necessarily in and of itself give us new business. New business will comes as a result of the desires of issuers and of investors to have certain attributes to investments that uh, they're making or issuers are, are looking to uh, distribute. Now, some of these attributes may be a dematerialization, meaning instead of trading in a physical piece of paper, you're trading securities that can be electronically moved. They're immobilized. Well, that's something that we do very well at the stock exchange. You want, you may want to ensure that all payments flow through seamlessly from a coupon payment or a dividend payment to the, to the actual investor. Well, that's something that the, our platforms and, and JSC and JCSD, uh, do extremely well. And therefore issuers across the region who may or may not have access to similar services have found value. In utilizing GSE and, and its subsidiaries to help to facilitate these transactions. Our local investors will be very familiar with the platforms and would have a fully integrated backend, meaning inside of their shops, 
they're able to see their holdings and you know move, manage their, their 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 portfolio of assets utilizing the stock exchanges platform and this would be one of the attributes of assets that they look to buy that they would look to run maintain so again it's it's um larger driven by the market it's larger driven by what investors want and to the extent that we are offering these services across the region we are noticing the strong support of our regional issuers and broker dealers and investors in reaching out to us for the provision of those services. All right. Thank you so much. And I'm going to ask you, well, we're just about out of time, but just your final, final thoughts as uh, succinctly as you possibly can to kind of wrap with those plans to grow the development and confidence of the regional market. Just your final thoughts on that. Yeah, well, confidence comes from transparency. People need to feel that they that they can see what's happening. And and that's been one of the hallmarks of the GSC. Uh, you'll see anything, any corporate action, any specific news on a company, you'll find it on our website. You know, we do require that companies provide all relevant information to investors at all times. And that's one of the strengths of the exchange. So I would say for confidence, that's one of the things that I would, I would have to point to. There are other elements that, that drive confidence, such as economic uh, performance of com- countries and so forth. These are things that are outside of our control. Um, what we can provide is what brings confidence for investors. You know, what makes them feel that if they invest via uh, an instrument offered over the GSE platform or registered with the GCSD, that they have full transparency that anything that happens with that company and that there will be no uh, challenges with regard to the efficiency of transferring ownership from one party to another. If it is that they look to go and trade, those securities or our platform is extremely robust in that regard. Awesome. Excellent. And finally, where can our audience members get in touch with you? With me. Yes. Uh, oh, wait, Jim- I mean, I know you're representing um, JMB on one hand and also the Jamaica Stock Exchange as well. So this, you can go ahead and share. In this case, in this case I'm wearing the, the Jamaica the hat Stock of Exchange. The right. And right. Uh, always reach me through the JSC. Feel free to reach out by our executive team at the Stock Exchange to make contact if needed. Thank you so much. Um, I've been talking with Julian Mayer, and of course, he is the chairman of the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Now, stay tuned for today's JSE Insider. In today's JSC Insider, Honey Bond Limited declares dividend. Honey Bond 1982 Limited Hanbon has advised that their board of directors has approved a dividend of $0.09 cents per share payable on February 16, 2021, shareholders on record as of February 3, 2021. Thank you so much for listening to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange with your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. So tell me, what did you learn today about the plans to go the regional capital markets? Do share with us. Tell us at podcast at jamstockx.com. And remember to join us next week for our final episode in the season when we'll be talking about the importance of regulation in stimulating capital market confidence. To stay in touch or to learn more about the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you or Jamaica Stock Exchange General, you can head over to jamstockx.com to register for a free account and just engage with us. Remember, you can also send us your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com 
or find us on social media at JamStockX. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You podcast is produced by Henneke Watkins-Porter of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. You can find it at HennekeWatkinsPorter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like the Jamaica Stock Exchange Managing Director, Marlene Street Forrest, Richard Branson, Seth Godin, and of course, Lisa Nichols and a host of others. That's all for now. So see you next time. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one, take care.